presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Pick 6 Podcast Friday before Week 17. Nick Costos, Pete Frisco, Jason Lock, and Four. I hope it was a very Merry Christmas for all of you. I have not spoken to you since Sunday night. Hope Christmas was great. Back in Florida, recharge the old batteries, ready to go and buoyed by the fact that my New York football giants have a new general manager. Jason Lockhanfora, as you reported yesterday, as you were first to report, the Giants hiring former Panthers GM, former member of the Giants scouting department, Dave Gettleman as the new GM, replacing the fire Jerry Reese. Yeah, um, you know, worst kept secret in the NFL. Uh it was going to be Dave Gettleman. I mean, you look at how the search was set up. You look at the fact that you knew they wanted to have the GM in place by this weekend because come Monday you're sending out requests to coaches. You're starting to really jump in on your head coaching um, uh, search and identify those candidates. And, like, you weren't competing with anybody for the GM job. And they wanted Gettleman. And, you know, Dorsey was already hired with the Browns, and there's no other openings right now, but you're about to compete with upwards of 10 or 11 other teams for what seems to be a pretty shallow group of of true head coaching candidates. So they needed to get this done, unless they were going to do a full-blown GM search involving all the best guys, you know, potentially available around the league, which was never how this was shaping up. Um, They already know that Kevin Abrams and Mark Ross, who they interviewed for the job, who are young guys already on their staff. They already know that they can work with Gettleman because they've worked with Gettleman before. And frankly, I think Gettleman is a bridge to probably Kevin Abrams, uh, in particular, becoming uh, their general manager down the road. But Kevin already excels at contract negotiation, salary cap manipulation, uh, and dealing with agents. That's where Gettleman struggles. And, you know, Gettleman has issues dealing directly with players. But you know, if they get an experienced head coach, they don't really need him doing a whole lot of that either. So they know how to handle him, and he knows what's expected of him, and he understands the culture there. And away they go, you know. And we'll see what, what happens with the coaching search. I know Gettleman is very high on Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator of the Panthers. I think Steve Wilkes is probably going to get a job somewhere. I just don't know that that's John Mara's cup of tea right now when they're going to be picking a quarterback second overall. And... You know, they've got a lot of issues to sort out there. You've got locker room turmoil. You've got player-coach turmoil. You've got, I mean, it's not good between both Eli and Odell. How do you think Odell. this sets up for Beckham? Yeah, how do you think this sets up for Beckham? Well, because I think it depends thing- on who the coach I don't think they're getting rid of Odell Beckham. I just, I, I, I really don't. I don't get the sense from ownership that that's the direction they're going in. Now, if they, if they fall in love with a head coach, and that coach is dead set on, I can't coach that guy, or I think he's a cancer, or I think our culture will never change if he's here. I don't believe those things to be true, but if a coach does and they love that coach, then I guess, you know, it's possible. But Yeah, but who's the coach, Jason? Who's, who's Gettleman's coach? That's what I want to know. Okay? Gettleman's I, coach is Wilkes, but I don't think Gettleman gets the hire, I guess is what I'm saying. I think it, the owner's going to pick the coach. Like, Gettleman will push for Wilkes. And I'm sure they'll interview Wilkes, but I don't know that you want to throw a first-time head coach into this cauldron. No. You know? I, I, I don't okay, see but, them going okay, that you, route. What about Josh McDaniels? Would he go work for Gettleman? 
I don't see those two as a mix at all. To me, the Gettleman hire is an indication that they weren't going to wait and try. I think the only way they could have got Josh is if they did a Josh Casario, you know, two for one. And frankly, they were never going to do that because they already knew the personnel guy was going to be Gettleman. I mean, you know, the only person outside the organization they interviewed was Lewis Riddick. Nobody in the NFL thought Lewis Riddick was getting that job. I'm just going to tell you that. I don't, you know, what, no, I don't know. What, what people might try to tell you about that, but Lewis Riddick was never going to be the GM of the New York Giants. So, I mean, Gellerman would have had to, like, show up late to the interview, you know what I mean? Or something would have had to Stanza. happen. Sort of, Stands it. Yeah. Yeah, something crazy would have, you know, he, he would have had to been, you know, whatever. Lombardi trophy behind the car in the parking lot. Pete, how do you feel about the Gettleman hire? Do you like it? I think I think Dave's a good football guy, but I, I think Jason hit it on his. I mean, he he's got to work on his people skills a little bit. I think he's he's yeah, not that it doesn't bother me any because I don't mind abrupt style at all. But I, I know a lot of people in the building don't like it. Um, but I, I think Dave's made some good moves. I, I I think he's got to get off his high horse when it comes to the cornerback position, though. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. And, and I know their defense is predicated on you know not paying corners or whatever, but. If you look around this league, that was a, a nice philosophy back in the day. But this league, you, if you better have one, I mean, you better have one that can cover and be an elite guy. Now, he got rid of Norman. Bradbury's a nice corner to replace him, a younger player. But at some point, you got to sit there and say, look, I'm going to find a corner. Now, he has corners on that team. That's one thing. But they're high-priced diva corners. Major look at the giant corners. corners. What's yeah. going to happen with Eli Apple, guys? Because we haven't had the chance to really t- – you, you think they're going to cut ties with him completely. Yeah. I, I do. I he's going to be I a mean, star look, somewhere else. He's going to get his head straight, and he's going to go be a star I, somewhere. I don't know about that. I didn't like that. I don't know if he loves time. the game, Nick. you got to love the game. A star? I don't, I have not seen star potential in him. I think he was overdrafted. I think they they fell into the position of taking a corner and, and what was already picked through. And Look, Landon Collins is the face of, you know, becoming the face of that defense. If Landon Collins is willing to publicly call this kid out as a cancer – you're going to bring him back and say, hey, all you other guys who are better than him, like, deal with him. You guys find a way to handle him. Or do you just take the problem out of the situation? And especially with a regime change, you don't, I mean, you just you just put it on Jerry Reese. I mean, I, I don't know that he's worth all the aggravation it's going to take to try to, like, put Humpty Dumpty together again. Uh, I, I'm getting rid of both Eli's. If it's me, I'm cutting ties with the quarterback, and I'm cutting ties with the cornerback. And we got to go. We got to go hit some home runs in the draft. It's as, it's as simple as that. Is it a lot? I think that the Mike Giants Munchak, use that pick on a QB. What's the, yeah, I think they're taking a quarterback. I don't think there's too much debate about that. It's just a matter of which one. And you know, do we have to move up a spot with the Browns to get our guy? And you know, who uh, there's going to be a lot of um, you know sort of subterfuge and and spy stuff going on trying to figure out who really likes which quarterbacks because um, I, I you know. My hunch is it's Rosen for, for the Giants, but can they get him at two? Um, you know, maybe they get another Eli situation where he doesn't want, you know, just like Eli didn't want to go to San Diego back in the day. Maybe, you know, Rosen doesn't yeah, want to go to Cleveland. You know what? I keep hearing all that stuff about Rosen doesn't want to play in Cleveland. Rosen doesn't want to do this. Where the hell are you going, Rosen? You're going back to school? You're already committed to the draft by the time you get drafted by the team. You're going to sit out a whole year? No. Well, and everybody I mean, that's, goes, that's his what parents are. Them with, though. Well, his parents say, are wealthy. There's a big difference between having your parents' money and your own money. I don't buy it. He ain't going anywhere. He's going to go play forever drafts. I mean, shut up. In all likelihood, he will. But <laughs> if, if you represent him and he doesn't want to go there for good reason. Dude, if they keep Hugh Jackson, why would he go there? Like, they're telling you, 
We are dysfunctional and effed up to our core. So much so that we're going to take this guy who maybe they do beat the Steelers' B team this weekend, and maybe he goes 1-15 successive seasons, and we're going to force him on you. We're going to force this madness upon you, and we're going to jeopardize your career from the very moment it begins, from the very moment we put this hat on your head, by putting you into this pressure cooker where everybody knows that coach has to win games immediately to keep his job. And you saw how that worked out for Kaiser. He became a human yo-yo. Why would you want to subject yourself to that when this guy isn't an NFL head? What has he done that tells you he's an NFL head coach? Because Much it's Cleveland and it's a, it's a town that loves football. And it's you know what? Jim Kelly never wanted to go to the Buffalo Bills. Remember, he never wanted. He went to the Houston Gamblers. Didn't want to be a part of the Buffalo Bills. Now he's he went there. He won. He was now he's a part they of the more community. Levy and Bill Polian. Yeah, I mean he had look at the offense. Uh, John Dorsey, hey, John Dorsey's a good football man. He's one of your guys, Jason. He you doesn't know coach that. him. He doesn't coach him, and he doesn't want that coach. You're proving my point for me. The GM so who is good scenario, does not want one the coach with that coach. who is bad. Why? How, how much damage could be done in one year? What? Well, okay, are they okay, going to fire Hugh? Out. Are they going to fire Hugh? Because I think they're going to fire Hugh. I still think they could fire him. It's the only rational thing to do. But yes. if you represent Josh Rosen, you tell him you don't have to say a thing. It's what you're paying me. Then you go out there and you be the baddest bad cop you have to be. You say, we'll sit out of here. We'll see if the contract holds. Let's do grievances. We don't care. My guy's 21 years old. I got time on my side. Nine months of his career to me is yeah, worth good. it. Cause, cause keep so him many, out of Hugh Jackson's hands. There's so many years in your body. He's, he's not sitting out anything. Cave. Whoever drafts him, he's going to play for him and shut his mouth. Bottom line. This, this, ain't, like, this is the Manning finagle in the system, by the way. This is different. This isn't Elway. Elway had baseball. It wasn't the same. It's a different scenario. He will play. What did Every- Eli Manning have? Eli Manning had nothing. The same thing as this kid. The Chargers caved. They caved. And so will the Browns. So will the Browns. You think? You really dude, think the Browns will cave? Oh my God, bro! How are they not going to? Who's going? Who are they sending? They're going to send season ticket renewals out based around a, 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 a at best two and thirty head coach and the fact that the best quarterback in the country doesn't want to come here. Like. Yeah. Wait a second. Okay. First off, who said all of a sudden anointed him as the best quarterback in the country? Well, in the eyes of yeah. some. He has. Dude, I got news for you. Who do you think wants to be in Cleveland? Do you think whoever you think the best one is, Baker Mayfield, uh, the, the, the kid from USC, who wants to be there? Who would want to be there? Why would right. you want to be there? That's where quarterbacks go to die. You bring up Jim Kelly. Let's go through the litany of people who haven't worked in Cleveland or haven't worked in Washington or haven't worked in, in, in Oakland until Carr recently. Like, there's cultural issues from the owner on down why some of these organizations can't incubate a young player. I, you know all. what? If he doesn't want to play for me, it would tell me more about him than it does about, than, than it does about the organization. That's what it would tell me. Really? Yep. This is the worst team in NFL history. Not, I'd, be, I'd be the guy that goes, I'm going to go in there, I'll turn this thing around, and I'm going to own the damn thing, and I'm going to make that team into a, an organization, again, that can win titles like it did in the old days. That's what I Dude, would do. Dude, that hasn't happened since the old days. I mean, we're going back literally to the 60s. Like, what are we even talking about? We're going back to freaking Otto Graham. Like, All right, so, so here's, the, here's the deal here, though, because Hugh could get fired on Black Monday, and then this conversation's rendered somewhat null and void, because then we'd have to see what would happen here. So let's spin this forward a little bit here for both of you guys, because both of you guys are plugged in around the league. What are we hearing now about coaches that are guaranteed to be out? 
Um, what is the pulse right now as we come up through the end of week 17? And then we'll get Jason's uh, death metal lock of the week. Is that what we're calling it? Is that what we're still calling it? The death metal? Uh, the metal blade records, Scandinavian death metal lock of the week. Absolutely. Great. Don't say that five times fast. We'll get Jason's lock and we'll get our picks against the spread for week 17. So we're going to talk about the games, but let's do a little Black Monday preview here now. Jason and Pete, what are you guys hearing here? What can fans expect here as New Year's Day Monday rolls around? I think there'll be six that are going to happen within Sunday night or Monday morning based on everything I'm hearing. I mean, we've already got the Giants, right? They're, they don't, their, their coaching search has effectively already begun. Colts. The Colts, yep. The Bucks, the Bears, the Bengals, and the Lions. Those are wrapped up by Monday morning, Monday afternoon. Then there's sort of a second wave. Wow, you think the Lions, you think, you think Caldwell's out? Yeah, yeah, he didn't hire him. Unless ownership steps in to save him at the very last second, Bob Quinn wants to make a coaching change. I've heard that from numerous sources. Will Bob Quinn would, hire no. Josh McDaniels? I don't know that Josh McDaniels necessarily wants to go with Bob Quinn. That, to me, is Bill O'Brien. I think Bill O'Brien could end up in Detroit or Arizona. That's the two scenarios I hear the most about him. And he would be in that second wave that I was alluding to where you're going to have to have some conversations between the GM and the owner and the coach you know, that, that Black Monday week. And whether they all happen on Monday or maybe some of these conversations happen on Tuesday or Wednesday, but if you're not putting a ring back on Bill O'Brien's finger, if you're not having a recommitment ceremony and saying this is our, you know, our groom for the next five to six years, then he's going to end up somewhere where they are willing to put a ring on his finger. That's just how it works. Having him coach out a lame duck year makes no sense. And it's never been great between him and the GM and the GM has four years left on his contract. So those issues aren't going away. Um, you know, Arizona and Bruce Arians, and is Bruce going to not necessarily step away so easily because there's a lot of money at stake here, multiple years left on that contract. You know, how does all that shake down? I don't believe he's back there next year, but I don't necessarily know that all that's resolved. On Monday, Tennessee, you know, if Tennessee wins and they get in the playoffs, I mean, I think all things being equal, ownership would like to, you know, stuffing money in their pockets and not go out and pay some other guy, you know, go out and compete for the high-end coaches and pay somebody $8 million a year to coach that team. But if they go from 8-4 and four to 8-8 eight and eight, and Mariota throws six more picks than touchdowns, I think the decision's been made for him. How are you going to – Well, I mean? who How makes that decision back? in Tennessee? That's the question. Amy Adams Strunk. Yeah, well, I mean, there's also the other parts of the family that are involved in that team too. I mean, look, it's it, – it, I think no matter what happens, I think if they lose that playoff game, if they lose this week and don't make the playoffs, Malarkey's definitely gone. How could you? I mean, I don't know how you would keep them. You know what I mean? You kept them because you thought that, oh, we're going to keep the same offense that Wisenhunt was running, but we'll just get a different guy doing it, and he'll protect Marcus Mariota, and we'll run the ball 50 times a game. Well, you can't really run the ball that well, and the quarterback's regressing. Oh, and he's always hurt all the time. And you don't even really compete in your own division. I mean, it's still a weak division all the way around. I mean, yep. the Colts and the and the Texans are going to combine for seven wins, and the Titans still might not go over five hundred. Is there a is there a hot college name out there that that may be flying under the radar? David Shaw would be the guy, but Shaw's he always the guy. Yeah, Shaw. I mean, Jim Harbaugh. You know, Ursay reached out to him a year ago. I'm told and took the temperature. I'm sure he'll do that again. I just I've heard that Harbaugh doesn't want to work for Ursay. Um, you know, could the Bears and Harbaugh could something happen there? I doubt it. But you know, this late in the game, had they fired Fox a few weeks ago, I think that would have maybe been more of an indication that they were going to go 
to the deep end. Although I do think Josh McDaniels and Nick Casario in Chicago is one possibility where they go together. I continue to hear the Gruden to Tampa stuff is legit. Um, whether you, it all gets worked could out Could Cutter or not, save his job? Know. Could Cutter no. save his job? No chance. No, it's just a matter of who the next coach is. But I, I, I know that you know there's mutual interest with them and Gruden, and you know that's you know that that's something that will be a, a big story next week. And then I think the one of these eleven or so that I'm really kind of watching that we didn't mention is Cleveland. Well, I mean, we mentioned them sort of in that first segment, but you know when does the owner come to his senses? There, that doesn't necessarily have to happen um, Monday or Tuesday, but it, certainly. At some point, it has to happen. And then there's a couple of them that people are mentioning that I just don't see anything happening there. Oakland, Dallas, the Jets, and Washington. You could throw them into this mix, I guess, if you, if, if you, you, know, you want it. And I understand why they would be mentioned. But based on my reporting to this point, I don't expect any of those teams to make changes. Although I Dallas isn't making a change. About Bruce Allen. Wait, wait. Huh? So, so, so Jack stays and Todd Downing goes in Oakland? That's how it would work? That's yes. what that's what I expect to happen. Yes, I, I love yeah, it. Jack is too Jack is too good friends with the owner. That He's Jack isn't going anywhere. The but they, but they, and the owner okay. just re-upped yeah. with him a lot of money. You know, I will say though, of those teams, I keep hearing rumblings of Bruce Allen maybe being out in Washington or having a different role. And if Gruden does end up in Tampa, there's some people who feel like he could have Bruce Allen come in. You know, and just do the sort of salary cap business side stuff for him. God, so, the uh, NFL is insane. I guess. It, it's so <laughs> incestuous. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. It's, it's the same crap over and over again. It's unreal. Yeah, and um, it's the same guys getting the interviews because it's the same people recommending them. It's part of the problem. You got Charlie Casserly and Ron Wolf on the committee. And Ernie they, Corsi. They, Ernie, they recommend yeah. all their friends and buddies, and, and therefore, you, that's how that, that's how the names get out there. It's, you know it's who an unfair process. You know who I like? What college coach I would want to hire is Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. He's too, he's been a coach for, he hasn't been a coach a whole year yet. A head coach, freaking Sean McVay's 31. Lincoln Riley's 34. Yeah, yeah I, Sean McVay has been incubated with smart NFL coaches on really good offensive staffs for over a decade. I mean, he got into it right out of. I, I am just, I am just shocked that after what we saw the Rams do with a young, bright offensive mind, that we are not seeing or hearing about other NFL teams looking who's to the do guy? Who? the same who exact they? thing, dude. When when guys start getting hired in their thirties, it it all of a sudden there's not a you don't have that next wave just ready to step up. Who like, who would be the who would be the who? offensive coach besides Josh McDaniels, who's already been a coach? Who's the and young offensive? It. The only the only other the, the only other offensive guys I really have on my like I've got twenty two guys for eleven jobs, which is not many, but it it that includes me putting people like Jeff Fisher on the list just because again did you put Mike Vrabel on the list jobs. Yeah, Vrabel, but he's defensive. The offensive right. side, the only guys I really have, the only first-time guys I have are uh, Nagy and KC. The Chiefs, yeah. I've got, I've got uh, DiFilippo and Frank Reich in Philadelphia. And, I mean, I don't have what, to what, 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 what about the that, Jets OC? That might be it. No, come John on, Morton? man. Come on. No. I don't know. He made, he made Josh McCann and Robbie Anderson look pretty damn good this season. Well, Robbie Anderson is pretty damn fast and can latch on to the deep ball. And Josh McCown, when he's healthy, is better than half the quarterbacks in the league. So, hey, right. I mean, we'll just, we'll just hey Jason, did you put either of the Jaguar coordinators on that list? No, I thought about Wash though. Yeah, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if he's ready yet. I think another I year would be good. It. 
Yeah, I think right. another year. Be- yeah, I'm looking at my list now. Like, I don't have Cooter on it this year. I just don't. I mean, with what's going on in Detroit, and they're about to blow it up there. I don't see him. I mean, the first time, the first time guys are mostly defense or special teams. Wilkes, Patricia, Tobe, Vrabel, Edwards, Gunther. Gunther I have on there only because he'll interview in Cincinnati. I don't know if he'll get it or not, and he might, but he'll, he'll at least interview there. And then even on the offensive side of the ball, okay, the, so the coaches, the offensive coaches will be fired at these 11. Like, McAdoo, no. You know what I mean? Hugh Jackson, only if the Bengals are crazy enough to do it. Dave Caldwell, no, he's a coordinator. Dirk Cutter, no, he's a coordinator. The only one who gets the job is, is McNair. I mean, uh, is, is O'Brien. If McNair fires him, <coughs> O'Brien will get a job the next day. But hey, let me ask you this. Saying, one one last thing. Guys, they don't exist. They haven't been one, given time yet. One last thing, Jason. Smitty almost got the Giants job the last time, and Gettleman <laughs> is familiar with him. Any chance they bring him up there? And because they, I obviously don't they're gonna think wanna... so, because this is going to be more about a you know a three to five year plan to get this thing turned around. Whereas two years ago, they thought you know we still got Eli in our prime, and we you know let let's try to win something right now. I just I, I get the sense this is going to be a different sort of approach now. I don't. I'm not saying they won't talk to him. He's on my list. I mean, you know, I've got Mora, Fisher, Haley, Mike, uh, Mike Smith. You know, they're they're on there as guys who you know have done it before, who who want to do it again. I just don't know if it's a fit this time out. I, I my my right, suspicion so is it's not. All right, so let's get the uh, Jason. Set yourself up because there's a million words in it, and I don't know it by heart. Your lock of the week and hit it with us. Yeah. So first, uh, I want to apologize for last week. Went with a three-team teaser, crushed two of the three. The Detroit Lions. I should have never put my face in Caldwell. I thought Detroit plus five would get it done. Had he thrown a replay flag when he should have, it, it may very well have gotten it done. But alas, shame on me. I should have gone with. Pittsburgh, Houston instead, where I did really like the Steelers. Hopefully, though, you went with me on some of my other picks because I am finishing strong. But this week, guys, I think it's just time to go back to basics. I think it's time to go back to picking a singular game. It's a crazy week, as you guys know, with some teams playing to win and some teams playing just to end their season. And yada, yada, yada. But... My official, and I believe this is final, because this is the last time I, I believe our, our folks at, at Metal Blade Records are are on board with us. Um, let me wait. Let's hold on. i got to pull the email off my phone real quick. That's why I'm kind of stalling here. Here we go. The, the last time our, our friends, I believe, at Metal Blade Records are with us this week, guys, I, I just wanted to thank Brian and everybody over there for their support. I'm sorry my record wasn't a little better, but... To all our listeners out there, I got to let you know, just because Christmas passed doesn't mean they still don't have you covered at Metal Blade Records. This winter season, guys, head over to Metal Blade Records web store for an array of sweatpants, hoodies, long sleeve tees from your favorite heavy metal artist. Please, I've urged you before, I'll urge you again, check out the new book, For the Sake of Heaviness, The History of Metal Blade Records. Literally, if you like metal music at all, any band you might like, at some point in time, either sign with Metal Blade Records or almost sign with Metal Blade Records. The backstory to the rise of this uh, record label is tremendous. Can't recommend it highly enough. Again, for the sake of heaviness, the history of Metal Blade Records is available as an exclusive bundle, perfect for any collector and music fan. Purchase your copy 
along with music, merch, and more now at MetalBladeStore.com. I've got plenty of Metal Blade merch. I'm sure Prisco does. If you don't, Pete, oh, tons I'll bring of some it. to you at the Super Bowl. You know, We'll put some hair on your chest. So, guys, I got to tell uh, you, I'll shave. I'll shave it off. And by the way, you've got a, uh, you've got, we've got one more week of the Metal Blade. One more week. We after do have one more week. One okay. more week. Okay. One more week. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We'll, we'll come up with one for the playoffs. But I got to tell you guys, I. Is that a recording, or do you actually do that? No, that's every time, dude. I think I'm, I think I'm bleeding. I think my gums just like <laughs> exploded. Gums? I'd, I'd go get blood. something else checked out after that one. Your throat <laughs> might be done. Like honestly, like it sounded like you're trying to start a car underwater. It does. It sounds like a truck on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love because I'm not doing it again. Sean Payton and the New Orleans football. Oh, state. I love it. I love it. You know that's down to six and a half now. Sean's it's not going to play loser. around. It's going to be a loser, Jason, your pick. He doesn't play around. He's going to win that division. Tampa is rolling over. They know it's over. We know it's over. Sean Payton is going to win that game by a touchdown or more. Wants to be safe. Make sure they win that division. Don't give anything away. He can rest one running back and alternate, whatever. They've obviously got two guys who can get the job done. Winston lost his mind on the sidelines again last week. Lattimore will get him a couple times. We saw the last time these two teams faced it brought out the worst in, in the Bucks. I suspect it does again. Some other games I certainly like this week, but this to me is a complete mismatch. I'm going to go down swinging with the New Orleans Saints. Minus six and a half, gentlemen. All right, so there you have it, the Metal Blade Lock of the Week. Jason, appreciate the time. We will touch base with you um, maybe on Sunday, maybe not. But if not on Sunday, then early next week, we'll get all the Black Monday news and notes from you. Thank you very much. Sounds good, guys. Have a good weekend. Thank you. All right, thanks so much to Jason Lockin for news around the NFL. Metal Blade Lock of the Week now. Yours truly and Pete Prisco. Picks against the spread for Week 17. Now, Will Brinson, who I am officially dubbing King Excuse the First. And you think we're kidding, Pete, but we're, we're really not kidding. Will has told us that he cannot do the main picks portion of the podcast today. He will only come on for his best bets. What are your thoughts? Well, it must be that he's extended his Christmas holiday from last Friday all the way through to next Friday. It's unbelievable. Guy travels around North Carolina going from house to house during the holiday. Hey, we'll have a Brinson brunch. Hey, we'll have a Brinson brunch. Hey, we'll have a Brinson brunch. It's ridiculous. And, and you do saw work, way. damn it. And you saw, by the way, that as he's been driving, he's been listening to different podcasts and tweeting the podcasts out that he's listening to, tagging the host of the podcast in there. What do you think that's a cry for, Pete, when he tweets like, oh, great job by at so-and-so on this podcast? What do you think What do you think he wants? He wants a retweet, A, <laughs> and he wants the guy that does the podcast to put him on his podcast. That's what he wants. It's all about Willie Brinson. Hey, Will's good at it, man. He's, a, he's, he's good at getting his name out there. I, I give more credit than, than he deserves for it, by the way. Yes, we love we love our guy Bobby Brinson, and we can't uh, wait till he comes on. By the way, to make his best bets because he's going to get a, a, a shovel full of it, right? Um, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, okay, great. So let's get our picks here. I am up two on Pete Prisco, and I am up one on Will Brinson. 
um, in the regular season contest. We will also be making postseason picks. We'll have to figure out what the rules are going to be for that. But for now, I am in the catbird seat to win the regular season portion of our contest where I would beat Pete for the third consecutive year. But I won both the, both the Pete, overalls last year. let's begin in years. Baltimore, Pete, where the Ravens are nine-and-a-half-point favorites in what is likely Marvin Lewis's last game as Bengals head coach. It is a win-and-in scenario for Baltimore. I like the Bengals in this spot. I think they're going to play hard for Marvin Lewis. I, I don't think the Ravens, even though their offense has cranked it up a little bit, I think I think they've played some bad uh, defenses in some of these scenarios. I think the Bengals' defense will show up uh, and play hard here. I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think they'll keep it within the number. I like the Bengals. Oh, I like the Bengals also, Pete. And as a matter of fact, I might love the Cincinnati Bengals. That stinks because I love them too. And that's our best bets coming up a little late. But I'm with you, man. It's too many points here. And I think, you know, the Bengals um, played with some pride last week. And I think that they're going to come out and play with some more pride in this game. I'm not saying they're going to win the game outright. Although, would you be shocked if Cincinnati won this game outright, Pete? Or do you, do you think Baltimore's a lock I would be astounded, no. It's not like if the Jets would beat the Patriots and, and ruin. And no, I would not be astounded. They can go in there and win the game. Absolutely. Um, all right, cool. So we both like the Bengals. Let's move on now, Pete, to Detroit, where it could be the final game for Jim Caldwell. We heard what JLC said earlier. Um, the Lions hosting the Packers. Detroit, a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. And as we were, were recording with JLC, the Packers ruling out a number of offensive players, including Devontae Adams. Yeah, and I don't think that they're close to being a team ready to go play. Uh, the Lions, look, this might be Jim Caldwell's last game. I think the players like Jim Caldwell. I think they go play hard for him. I think this is a spot where the Lions put a number on the Packers. I don't think the Packers will play. I like I like Detroit plus minus the points. You know, I kind of think the Packers are going to find a way to keep it close here, but I don't think that you can take this game given the fact that there's really nothing to play for here. I will say that the fact that the Packers are under 500 and that's who Matthew Stafford feasts against makes me kind of like the Lions. I will begrudgingly take the Packers to cover, but I do not love it. It will not be a best bet. Pete, how about in Miami? where the Bills need to win and get some help to make the playoffs for the first time since 1999. Buffalo in Miami, Tyrod Taylor and company, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. I have a theme throughout my picks this week is that uh, I think the teams that are playing for something are going to play tight. The teams that aren't playing for something are going to play loose. I think Miami shows up in this game. Last game of the year, weird season started, weird ending with a victory. I think they'll beat the, I think they beat the Bills up out, outright in this game. I like Miami. I kind of agree with you. And it's really, it's a terrible ending for Buffalo for this season here because, you know, I felt like if you had asked Sean McDermott, you know, what would you rather have happen? You, you want one of two things to happen. You either want to bottom out and get that pick or you want to make the playoffs. And I think neither is going to happen. There'll be a no man's land at eight and eight. I'm with you, buddy. I think the Dolphins are not just going to cover. I think that Miami's going to win this game outright. I don't know if I love it. We'll have to find out uh, later on in the podcast. Pete, the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. It's a win and in game for Atlanta. This game also big for the Seahawks because if the Falcons lose and Seattle beats Arizona, the Seahawks make the playoffs as the sixth seed. The Panthers can still win the NFC South if Carolina beats Atlanta and the Saints falter in Tampa Bay. So a lot of playoff implications on the line in the ATL. Matt Ryan and the Falcons Pete in the super contest. Three and a half point favorites over Cam Newton and the Panthers. Yeah, and that line looks kind of funky. It almost tells you, look, the Falcons have to win the game. They will win the game, and I think they'll cover the number. I, I just think that this Atlanta team, we haven't seen the best of it. And even though, you know what, Nick, we keep complaining about their offense all year long. You go look across the board, their offensive numbers, they aren't nearly as bad as they're portrayed. I think this is Pete, a game are where— are you defending them? No, like, I— I No, I no, I, it's not the same offense. 
but it's no, and not, you know me. Like, I'm not one of those guys that bangs on you for being like, oh, Pete's very anti-Russell Wilson. I think that you are very fair, and people misconstrue that sometimes. But I will say, Pete, as one of your staunchest defenders, and you know that, you do, like, have a love affair with this Falcons offense that is mystifying to me. Like, you cannot defend them. Well, but it's, but I'm saying they haven't been the same offense. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say they are. But the numbers are not as bad as people portray them. I mean, think think about it, Nick. I mean, I think they're sixth in the league in offense. That's not a bad offense. It's just not. Right, what you it you was think a this year offense ago. is? You think this offense has been good this year? No, it's not as good as it was last year. No, but that was an I, aberration. I, I that that offense I, was special last year. This is the week. The minus the points. I like the Falcons. Do you love the Falcons? No, but I like them. Okay. I might love a team in this game, Pete, but the team that I love might be the Carolina Panthers because I think the Panthers could very easily win this game, and I think Carolina is going to be playing to win the game. Keep Atlanta out of the postseason, one of their division rivals, and still have a division they could possibly win. I'm taking the Panthers to cover, and we'll wait till the end. I might like the Panthers as one of my best bets, and that brings me to my best bet of the week, nay, my best bet of the entire season. I have already put a two-unit wager on this game, Pete, and I might up it as the week goes on. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New Orleans Saints. Saints win. They are division champions at 12-4, and four, as I predicted they would be before the season. What do we like in this one? Saints. Again, I go back to my theory on the team needing the game, playing a team that doesn't really need the game, one being loose, one being tight on the road. I take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that big number. I don't love the game like I think you do, but I would I would lean to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this spot. Oh, lean to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers could win this game. I don't think they're going to. Saints win on a Will Lutz field goal as time expires, win the division as I correctly predicted that they would. But the Bucs, Pete, how good has Jameis been the last few weeks? It's kind of been forgotten because they lost to Atlanta, and then last week they lost to Carolina, both both late loses, losses there. But Jameis has been fantastic since coming off the um, the couple-week layoff of the shoulder soreness here. I think Jameis is going to outplay Drew Brees in this game. Am I crazy? Yeah, that's uh, to me it's like people have paid, not paid attention to how well Jameis is playing. And, you know, the last two weeks he's been very good. He's going to be good in this one. Like you said, the Saints will win the game, but it'll be close. And I love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My best bet of the season. Tampa Bay coming up on Sunday, a touchdown underdog at home. Pete, we now move to a game with major AFC playoff implications. The Tennessee Titans win and in against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville already locked into the three spot here. We don't know what the deal is going to be in terms of Jacksonville playing their starters. We're expecting that they will at least to start the game. Um, they can knock Tennessee out of the postseason if Jacksonville does win this game. Tennessee is a three-point home favorite, Pete. Tennessee has to have the game to get in to have any – well, they don't – I mean, there's still another scenario if they lose a game where they get in. That would be Buffalo and, and Los Angeles both losing. I don't think that happens. Uh, look, Jacksonville's going to play the game to win. But there's going to be some guys who are borderline that are not going to play. I would imagine the left tackle, Robinson, won't play. Uh, I would imagine some other veterans might get time off in this game. Having said all that, I think Tennessee's a mess. Jacksonville doesn't want to go into the postseason with two consecutive losses. I think they go up there and play to win. You know Coughlin wants to play to win. Marone is, is his you know same mentality. I think they go up there and play to win. I think they do win. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the Titans are going to win this game. And like you said, like, of course, Jacksonville doesn't want to go into the playoffs on a losing streak. But 
I mean, it's not like they can snap their fingers and just magically lose the game, uh, magically win the game. The Jaguars were bad in that game against San Francisco. That was a pretty awful performance. I don't know if it's just going to be a quick bounce back here. I think Tennessee finds a way to win this game. And, Pete, I'm going to call it right now. It's the coming out party for my favorite rookie wide receiver. No, not John Ross. Corey Davis. You've been calling that party for, you've been calling for that party all year. A hundred yards and a touchdown for Corey Davis as the Titans win and the Titans get in to the playoffs. And then. Would you, by the way, I want to ask you, would you, if you were Jacksonville, would you play your, your quality starters in this game? Hell knowing yeah. you might, you got to play yeah. on Saturday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Pete. Probably <laughs> Saturday. Well, I mean, Coughlin did it in 2007 with the Giants against the Patriots. I think that they're going to try and beat Tennessee. And did he lose three guys in that game? Didn't one year? Didn't didn't Sam Madison go down in one of those games? I don't think Sam Madison went down in that game, but I could be. Yeah, he did. I think he did. So what's going to happen here is the Titans are going to win this game, and then the Titans will go to Jacksonville on Wild Card Weekend, and the Jaguars will win by double digits, and we'll all live happily ever after. Now to New England, where the Patriots can wrap up the number one overall seed in the AFC playoffs with a win. Over Bryce Petty and the New York Jets, New England, a 15 and a half point home favorite. It's a blowout. Uh, look, the Jets, they got reservations for the Islands for next week already. The Patriots haven't looked great on offense. Let's be real about it. This is the chance. Gurley's not playing for the Rams. Brady's playing. Sometimes the last thing you see in a vote is the one that sticks with you. If I think he goes out and blows him out, I think he puts up a big number on offense. I love the Patriots. Don't love them, but I like the Patriots in this game. Does it give you any pause that a couple years ago the Patriots had to beat Miami to, to clinch the number one seed? Didn't get it done. The Broncos get the one seed as a result. Denver hosts the AFC Championship game. They beat the Patriots, go on to beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl. Does that give you any pause at all? The fact that No, the Patriots it taught him a valuable lesson. Win the damn game and get the number one seed. I gotta tell you, I agree with you, and there's no way I'm back in Bryce Petty and the Jets, even though it's a huge number, so I like the Patriots, don't love the Patriots. Now to Indianapolis, where it's probably the battle of two teams whose coaches will be dismissed, well, definitely for Indy, maybe for Houston, it's Jacoby Brissett, Chuck Pagano, and the Colts, three and a half point home favorites over Billy O'Brien, TJ Yates, and the Houston Texans. The Colts have actually played better football lately, while the Texans have played worse. And for me, I'm going to go with the team that's playing at home for a coach they actually like who's getting fired, and they're the home team in the last week. I'll t- in fact, I love the Indianapolis Colts this week. Uh, I'll give you credit because that is a risky one to love the Colts in this spot. I do like the Colts because they got the better quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, but you love the Colts. That is very risky, especially considering you're down by two, Pete to yours truly. Now, here's where the real question is going to come in, right? Because we have seen now since the Super Contest numbers came out, the Steelers announced that Antonio, uh, not Antonio Brown, who's already out, but Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger will both be held out of this game. So it's going to be a lot of Landry Jones, a lot of Stephen Ridley. So the Steelers are 11-point favorites over the Browns in the numbers that we are going to use to pick these games. But they are down by to minus 7 Pete out in the desert. So you're getting a four-point value potentially with the Cleveland Browns here. Who do you like, Pittsburgh and Cleveland? I mean, you get the four points, you almost got to take the Browns, but I'm not taking the Browns. I just will not take the Browns. I, I Look, they've played competitively at times in games, but they're not. It, it always seems to get away from them, and I think this will be one of those cases where in the end the game gets loose and it gets away from them. Even with those guys sitting out, I'd probably t- still lean to the Steelers. I don't love the Steelers, but I would lean to them. 
you know what? You just can't pick the Browns, even if you're getting the four points here. And you know what I think this game is going to end up ultimately reminding us of? Do you remember back when the Bills were, I think they were nine and six. It was one of the Bledsoe years with Mike Malarkey as the coach. And they, all they needed to do was beat the Steelers in the final game of the season and they would make the playoffs. And the Steelers sat everybody and Willie Parker had his coming out party in that game. Ran for like 170 yards and the Steelers, like third stringers beat Buffalo in that game and knocked the Bills out of the playoffs. I think you're going to see Pittsburgh second and third stringers beat the Cleveland Browns here because I don't think this Browns team likes Hugh Jackson. I don't think they're going to – now, they might come out motivated to not go 0-16, and and that could very well happen. And, look, you can't love Pittsburgh. I think if you're going to love one team, you love Cleveland, but there's no way that I can do anything with Hugh Jackson and this Cleveland Browns team, so I am staying away from this one. Now to the Meadowlands, Pete, where Eli Manning and the Giants, it might be Eli's last game as a Giant – they are three-point home underdogs to Kirk Cousins and the Redskins. I don't think this will be Eli's last game. I think Gettleman's there. He knows him. He's going to bring him back to be his quarterback. Now, they might draft a guy and let him play for a year and then replace him. But um, I just think the Giants, they, they're they depleted. I mean, it's a bad team right now. The Redskins actually have played some decent football. I think Kirk Cousins will have a good day here. I don't love it, but I would lean to the Redskins in this game. Yeah, I think the Redskins will beat the piss out of the – Giants in this game because Washington is pretty good. The Giants are dreadful. Case closed. Now to Minnesota. Speaking of case, Case Keenum in Minnesota hosting the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Vikings, Pete, what's the scenario there? Have they already wrapped up? They have not yet wrapped up. They need to win to wrap up the second seed in the NFC. If, yeah, because if Carolina were to win and New Orleans would lose, Carolina would be the, the other team and they would take the second seed. So they got to play. And, and when they play... 11 and a half point favorites over the Bears, Pete. That's a big number, but... The fact that they have to play with that defense and Trubisky on the road, I'll, I'd probably lean to laying the points. I don't love the spot, though. I, I would lean to the, to the Vikings. Oh, I lean towards the Vikings big time. I might love the Vikings in this spot. They're going to annihilate Mitch Trubisky, John Fox, and the Bears on what is likely John Fox's last game as head coach. Now to Philly, Pete, where Nick Foles and the Eagles, Doug Peterson said he wants to play his starters, probably should, given what we saw, at least on offense, what we saw this past Monday against the Raiders. The Cowboys, three-point road favorites in Philly. You know, I I keep hearing he's going to play his starters, but for how long? Um, I I think he'll eventually pull them. I think the Cowboys will go in there. That number reflects that, I think. If you look at the number, I think it reflects the Cowboys winning that game. I think they go in there and win the game to feel pretty good about themselves uh, heading into into the offseason, even though it's been a tough season. I like the Cowboys minus the points. I like the Cowboys as well because Nick Foles is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Now to L.A. where the Chargers hosting the Oakland Raiders. Pete, Phillip Rivers, your guy, and the Chargers, seven-and-a-half-point favorites over my guy, Derek Carr, and the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, back-to-back road games for the Raiders on a short week, not a good combination, playing for nothing, Chargers playing for something. But it is a big number, so I'd, I'd caution uh, to tread lightly here. But I, I would go with the Chargers in this spot. I, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think they win by 10 to 13 points. But, again, seven-and-a-half is a – I mean, I do think they cover the number, but that's a big number for these two. Yeah, it's like, it's like I always say, it's a big spot for Phillip Rivers. What's going to happen? He's going to you-know-what down his legs. So give me the Raiders to possibly win this game against the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers are going to end up in the postseason. I think it'll be Tennessee and Baltimore as the two wildcard teams in the AFC. P2 Seattle, where your guy Russell Wilson and the Seahawks need to win, need the Falcons to lose, and they are in, hosting Bruce Arians and the Cardinals, nine-and-a-half-point home favorites. 
Love me some Arizona Cardinals in this spot. Nine and, and I hate Joe Stanton, by the way. I hate him. I, I won't say I would never pick him, but that defense is playing really well the last seven, eight games of the season. The Seahawks offense is dreadful. Russell Wilson didn't even throw for a hundred yards last week in that game. But I thought I he was generational, that, Pete. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Generational. He, he's had one good quarter in the last three weeks against Jacksonville in the fourth quarter. That's it. Uh, that's not generational. He's 21st in third down passing. The Cardinals will feast on that. The Seahawks will win the game. It'll be close though. Really close. By the way, Cardinals have won what? Two of the last three up there, I think. They, they won't win this one, but it'll be close. And you know Bruce is going to empty out the old bag of tricks in this game here. Might be his final game as coach. I'm with you, buddy. I think the Cardinals go down swing and I like Arizona. Maybe love. Arizona. Pete, it's Paxton Lynch and the Denver Broncos hosting Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a very delicate sneeze. Good stuff, buddy. Well, I'm trying to cover. (laughs) I'm dying over here. I'm dying. Uh, All right. So, yeah, so the Chiefs locked into the four seed, Pete. So they sit Alex Smith. Who knows who else they'll be sitting? Patrick Mahomes makes his first start, and it'll be Paxton Lynch and the Broncos as three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Look, you're throwing Patrick Mahomes against that Denver secondary on the road in his first NFL start. Granted, the game doesn't mean anything for the Broncos, but those guys are prideful. I know a lot of those guys on the back end. They will play hard. Give me the Broncos minus the points. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City with the points here because I love Patrick Mahomes and I think Paxton I like Patrick Lynch, Mahomes too, but I think this is a bad spot. No, and I think I think Paxton. This is more of a pick against Paxton Lynch than it is a pick for the Chiefs. So I'll take Kansas City. And finally, Pete, we know the Rams. Todd Gurley going to sit. Jared Goff going to sit. They're going to sit their big guys. Whitworth's out with L.A. already. L.A. can't get a bye in the first round, so they're going to be sitting there, top players, um, as the Rams, the NFC West champions, hosting. Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. How about this, Pete? Garoppolo and San Fran, a three-point road favorite in this game. Yeah, and look, the 49ers have played good football, and Garoppolo's been a big part of it. But I don't think they should be favored even if those guys sit out. Um, I just don't. I don't. It can only sit out so many guys. I, I take the Rams, but I don't love the game. And you know where I'm going with this one, Pete. Of course taking, you are. I'm taking my guy Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners because I take them every week. And guess what they do? Every week they cover. And when I win the regular season contest and I'm the champion for the third straight year, Jimmy Garoppolo will be one of the main reasons quit, why. Quit making up you're the champion. You've won the regular season. You're a postseason choker. And with choker. that, Eric, and with that, you're a Eric, postseason let's, uh, choker. let's get Will Brinson on the line for our best bets for Week 17. And now we welcome in Billy Brinson. Bobby is driving across the Carolinas as he's been doing for the past 10 days or so. He's got some family in the car, so we're going to keep it quick and we're going to keep it clean. We're going to get our best bets. I am up by one over Will Brinson, up by two over Peter Prisco. So I am in the catbird seat to once again Win a championship. Will, no, the regular we get season the best championship. Will, Will, Shut I'm up. I'm talking now, Pete. Will, before we get the best bets, though, I feel like I must inform you that I went undefeated in my home league. I ended up winning, and I went unbeaten. What are your thoughts? I saw uh, – no, I'm, ha- I'm excited for you. I saw I saw your uh, tweets, and didn't, did it involve Hopkins catching that catch, that ridiculous catch against the Steelers? What it involved was what it involved was Nick Foles not being able to hit the broadside of a barn and missing Zach Ertz on three would-be touchdowns to preserve a fantasy championship in unbeaten fashion for yours truly. So thank you to Nick. That's Foles. a good feeling. I mean, look, look, that's a good feeling. You went undefeated in your home league and you won the title game thanks to guys laying eggs on Christmas. That's a great feeling, and I'm glad that your family, Nick, was um, not forced to suffer through what would have been certainly 
oh, six yeah. to eight hours of unbearable discussion about how you lost an unbeaten team. Six, six to eight hours. I would have gone on for three consecutive days. So, yes, I think my family very happy about how that turned out. All right, so let's get the best bets here. And for that, uh, he's buying lunch for everybody on Sunday. Did you know that? I In his wildest dreams, that's going to happen. Um, especially, Pete, because everyone's like, oh, well, Nick, you won the money on the leaks. I guarantee you that both Eisenberg and Dave both won more money in fantasy football than I did this Yeah, year. they don't come off the hip. They don't come I, off the hip either. When I win, I take the money and I buy everybody lunch. You cheap guys don't buy crap. You didn't win. You won a Twice. bet with Jamie. If I had won the same bet, I would have done the same. Oh, and, and by I, the and way. I, do you know what happened, by won- the way? Because because you're not in the office. Do you know what happened, by the way? True story. When I won the NCAA tournament box pool or whatever at CBS, and I won four hundred bucks. You know what I did? I bought pizza for the whole office with it, not just our little group, for everyone in the office. So suck on that, Prisco. So you're gonna do it again this week? I'm not gonna do it again this week. No, we will split it, the pizza for the crew. Um, yeah, in, wait, wait. In- why would you? Why would you take? Why would you take money that you won in a personal league that you've been doing for years and buy at the office? I'm, I'm not going. If you want to, if you want it like an, if you want it like an office league, maybe sure. But like, yeah. So uh, I'm using it to buy a watch, and I think I'm going to spend a decent like amount it. of money on the watch. Pete, what do you uh, think? As soon as is I see that watch, I'm going to hit it with a hammer. Pete, what do you think is too much money <laughs> to spend on a watch? What is too much money to spend on a watch? Yeah. Um, I look. I don't. I, I, I have. I have nice watches and I barely wear them, so I'd be, I don't, I don't know. I have, I don't, what are you going to spend? Five grand? Yeah, I, I think probably, maybe a little less than that. Yeah, maybe a little less. What kind of watch are you going to get? Five grand, five grand, five grand too much to spend on a watch. A Breitling. A Breitling? Right. How do they withstand a hammer? <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll find out. I'll text you a picture of the one that I'm looking to. No, uh, just wear it on like. Sunday. I'll show you what a hammer, well, hammer beats Breitling. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to get it in, in between now and, and Sunday or not. So we'll find out. But again, I am going for a regular season, a championship here. If I can hold off Will and Pete for the final week. So Bobby, let's let you roll first here. Give us your five picks. If you need the numbers, I've got the email open here as well. So I can give them to you. No, I've actually already got them submitted on the site. I sent them into the Super Contest. Uh, irrelevant for the many purposes of the many, irrelevant for the purposes of the actual Super Contest. Would like to go 5-0 and and finish above 500 for the season. That would be nice. It's probably not going to happen. Um, but I, if I can beat you guys, I'll, I'll live with it. First up, I got the Cowboys minus three at the Eagles. I think the Cowboys will be um, supremely motivated to do nothing other than run the ball well with Ezekiel Elliott. I think you will see the Eagles sit their players and minimize the number of injuries they have before their home field advantage kicks off. Who do you and think they're going to be sitting? Cowboys, Who do you think they're going to sit, Will? Who do you think the Eagles are going to sit? I don't know. They're good players. They're old players. I don't think okay. they're going to run Jay 35 times. I don't think I don't think Chris Long is going to play a bunch of defensive snaps. Um, maybe they. Uh, yeah, I got, I got I got my buddy Garrett is in the car with me, by the way, and um, he is he is it's a he, his, my wife is riding with his wife, and he is, he's gonna fade, he's gonna do a parlay and fade me on all five of these picks as I put them in. <laughs> is Garrett, is Garrett so, so Big Brinson are... or no? Is Garrett Bigger Brinson or no? No, 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 no. Garrett is, uh, uh, Garrett's not on Twitter or anything, so you can't find him, but. By the way, yeah, by the way, Will, your, your, your wife, your wife just followed me on Instagram, AK Brinson. I just followed her back. I just saw that. Oh, very exciting. <laughs> she, nice. boy, she in for a treat. Um, so, I almost uh, never so I got the Cowboys there. Yeah, I got the Cowboys there. Um, I like I got the 49ers minus 
three, I believe, at yeah, the you Rams. Think Jimmy, you think of Jimmy your, G, of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I mean, unless unless Sean McVay is just lying and is not going to sit his guys, I mean, if he sits Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and Sammy Walker, I mean, everybody, Andrew Whitworth, I assume, and I like the 49ers to win a meaningless game. The Rams are basically locked into the three seed there. I will also take the Panthers plus four. Of course he is. I know that that game means – yeah, of course I am. I know that that game means a lot to both teams. I, I just think because of the way that they flex the, the teams, Carolina knows that – I mean, look, Carolina just played the Buccaneers. Carolina knows that the Buccaneers could give the Saints trouble, and Carolina knows they can win a division title if the Buccaneers go in there and mess with the Saints and Carolina comes away with a win. And the Panthers can actually get as high as the two seed. If Minnesota were to lose, I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think Carolina takes care of a, a questionable Falcons team. Pete, nobody wants to see the Falcons in the playoffs. We want to see Russell Wilson, a real quarterback, not that Matt Ryan clown oh, fraud God. you keep backing. Um, and uh, speaking of those Vikings, I think they will roll against the Bears. Give me the Vikings minus 11.5 to secure home field advantage, uh, at least uh, secure the bye, excuse me. And Minnesota's been blasting some of these tomato cans on the bottom end of the NFL. I think they win by double digits easily against Mitchell Trubisky and company. And then finally, give me the Patriots. I'm an idiot for fading them last week. They're going to handle their business against the Jets at home. They've been smashing teams. They'll probably get a favorable replay review that goes their way. I'll give it the Patriots minus 15 and a half. Wow. Got some. All right. So, 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 hit us, hit us with the five in order now, Will. So that's the Cowboys minus three. Yep. 49ers minus, minus three. three. Vikings minus Vikings. 11 and a half. Yep. Panthers plus four. Okay. Patriots minus 15 and a half. All right. So those are the, those are the super contest picks week 17 for, for Bobby Brinson, who's down by one to me in the contest. Now to Peter Prisco. No, no, no. Now to two. you. I want to hear your picks first. You're Mine up are next. in. This is how we do it. We do yeah, it. My, like my picks are in already. Week. My picks have been submitted already. I want to hear your picks. No, your, no. Post left. You're up now. Go ahead. Bengals, Dolphins, Colts, Cardinals, Broncos. Yeah, but what are, okay. So Bengals what? Bengals plus <laughs> nine and a half. Bengals plus nine and a half. Dolphins, Dolphins plus two plus and a half. Two and a half. Colts Colt, minus three and a half. Colt, uh, uh, Cardinals plus nine and a half, and Broncos minus three and a half. I can't believe you're taking Paxton Lynch and the Broncos. It's more <laughs> of a pick. wild to me. Yeah, it's more of a pick against the rookie quarterback making a start on the road. All right, you ready for my hey, picks Patrick, now? Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is a is like a better Paxton Lynch. I mean, it's like about five, 500 times better than Paxton Lynch. Yeah, yeah. All right, you ready for my picks? Yes. All right, I am going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus the seven, and it's my favorite bet like of the entire season, guys. My favorite bet of the whole season, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not even kidding. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my favorite bet of the entire season. Tampa Bay plus the seven. I am going to take... The Cincinnati Bengals plus nine and a half Copy on the pick. road in Baltimore. Not, I said I love the pick when you made it. I like it also. I am going to take the Oakland Raiders plus how many points? What, what's, what, what's seven and a half. It's eight, seven the, and a half. Yeah. I will take the Raiders plus the seven and a half. I am going to take this is a, a what? This is a what? Sorry, I was, was going to say this is a bet against the Chargers having an easy path to the playoffs. I like it. Smart. Now, so here's here's where I, I come into a little trouble here with the next couple, because 
I want to take the Niners just because Jimmy G has been so damn good to me. I think I have to, right? Like, I kind of have to take San Francisco. That's your boy. All right. I'll take the San Francisco 49ers minus the three. And I will take – what was my last pick? Um, I've lost track here. Should I take the Cardinals or the Panthers? What do you think? Take the Panthers. Stay away from uh, my Cardinals. If you take – well, I mean, like, either what it sounds like you're picking a couple of guys to box me and uh, to box me and Pete out. No, like. these, that's these what are he's the doing. Games, these are the games that I like. Yeah. Either you know what though? He can box out. all he wants because we decided last week that the contest go we our contest goes through the playoffs. So you can clap all you want. You can give yourself a little booby prize for winning the regular season between us three. It doesn't matter. You said last week, and we all agreed it goes through the playoffs. So all right, clap I'm, all I'm, you want. I'm gonna stay off the Cardinals and I'm gonna take the Panthers. So he's trying to get you now, Brinson. That's fine. All right, so my picks. I'm only me, one back. I mean, he has, give me ten. Give, give me the Bucks. Give me the Raiders. Give me the Panthers. Give me the 49ers. And what was my last one? The Raiders. And the Bengals. So those are my five picks. So needless to say, I need the Bengals to win. I hope Nick gets that one. I need the Falcons to win to dump the two of you in that game. And, and you, you both got the 49ers. The go Rams! Go Rams! Go Rams! You should take the Falcons. Huh? You should take Atlanta. I already put them in. You, no, but you can change them here at this point because they haven't they haven't entered them yet. No. Pete, take Atlanta. I'll uh, give I'll you. Take... The, I'll I'll give you the opportunity. Should we, no, Will, should we give him this opportunity or no? Because we might score ourselves, right? Uh, no. Okay, no right. opportunity, Pete. You're locked in. No opportunity. In. I'm locked okay, in. Okay, great. So Bucks, Raiders, Panthers, Niners, Bengals for yours truly. Let's go. Right, Brinson, so how many picks, picks are you going to change this week on Saturday morning and then never tell anybody? I already told you. I already submitted them. They're already in. You changed them last week. Going five. Over, or one and four. By the I mean, way, we're all in I the mean, contest. We stink. We got a, one of our editors, R.J. White, who has a chance to cash in big. We're all rooting for him this week. Absolutely. And how, Oh, by the way, and how about <laughs> yeah. this? How about this? The best scenario, because look, I'm not winning the Super Cup. It would have been nice to have because I would be up, my lead would be even better against you guys. I had the Raiders plus eight and a half on Monday night in the contest and lost on the final play, the defensive touchdown. Yeah, but you've had a lot of gifts over the years. Too. Uh, shut up, man. Because you, you have, know I've got it. You know what? You won your fantasy. He was talking about how many times he had these. complaining about the Raiders? I, I'm not complaining about it. I would have signed up for that. Not hey, by the way. By the way, he talked about, he sent out these texts of how many times he got beat with these late covers and all this. And I went back and looked at his picks. Not a one of them impacted him. Great, great. So I might have had him in the contest. You're a liar! You're a liar! I bet next time you'll win. a liar, liar, liar. That should be our new intro. You know what it should be? It should be throw him in the lake. Throw him in the lake. (laughs) Throw him in the lake! All right. We'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Yeah, Princeton, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. All right, cool. Love Bye, you guys. guys. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year. All right, Happy that New does it for Year, the everybody. Pick six, pick six Podcast, Week 17 NFL Friday for Jason Lock and Fora. His Death Metal Lock of the Week. The Metal Blade Lock of the Week. Will Brinson, Pete Briscoe. I'm Nick Costos. Enjoy Week 17. We'll talk to you on New Year's night.